0: Welcome to the final episode of Racing Only Better in 2022. We've made it, team. We made it. I sound like uh, it's been a struggle. It hasn't. It's been a pure joy, guys. Uh, and we finished with a real flurry, courtesy of our Christmas episode, and we've had some brilliant festive racing and it's not over yet because we've got about 14, is it 14 races to get through on this episode to cover ITV racing this coming Saturday and Sunday to round off New Year's Eve and New Year's Day with some winners for you. And I'm joined as always by the boys. Let's start with you, Dan Barber. How's your festive period?
1: Uh, Yep, yeah. sound. Thank you. Um, where have I gone? <laughs> oh, <I'm back. laughs> <I'm back>. Sorry. <laughs> I I was just so dismal I decided to turn my face off. No, it was very good, thank you very much. (laughs) Good, good.
0: Kevin, what what was the best Christmas present you got?
2: Oh, God. I couldn't possibly pick out just one, Vanessa. (laughs) I only got one. Don't don't ever try and catch me on the hop like that again.
1: (laughs) My, my, My uncle gave me two nice bottles of wine. And um, (laughs) I went to find the white wine on Christmas Eve. I thought I'll have a drink before I go to bed. And um, it turned out my my wife had already given it to the hairdresser. Her hairdresser (laughs) as a Christmas present. Wow! Wow! Power move.
0: Um. And Tony Calvin, over to you. This is the smartest I've seen you look all year long.
3: Well, I I can take you off and have a t shirt on if you want. But I was (laughs) I was going to pop out straight after this. I thought, well, just stick a jacket on. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm smart. Thank you.
0: No worries. No worries.
3: <laughs> they do, they do, um best present I got, I got a pack of sausages from somewhere. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> do you know what? All
0: joking aside, I never found those bloody sausages. Never found them. Went back to the butcher and everything. Never found the sausages. Did, did Let's you check inside the dog? On didn't check inside the dog um let's crack on guys because like I say loads to get through still plenty of racing to finish off the year on new year's eve we're at newbury saturday the 31st and we're covering a good few races from there including of course the grade one chalo hurdle but we kick off with the 315 it's the coral handicap chase it's over the two miles and half a furlong dam and at the moment gamaret is at the top of the market for venetia williams charlie Deutsch. Uh, been off nearly a year, last seen hurdling, makes this chasing debut in this handicap chase, and it's 3-1 to one at the top of the market, and it could be a very good day for Venetia.
1: Yeah, we've seen this. We've read this book before, haven't we? There was that weekend the other week where Brocheska's one of them, who runs elsewhere on Newbury's card, uh, Cheltenham's card, sorry, just suddenly decided to blow a load of handicaps apart. Um, and I'm quite prepared to sit here and see Gamera, come past and beat the horse, I quite like. But I thought there was mileage taking a bit of a chance on not available here, down to 120 now. Sam Twiston-Davis is on for the first time. He's not really pulling up trees at the minute, and his latest run was a poor one. But he hasn't yet this season been ridden forcefully, and that was, I think they're the tactics that suit him best. I think Sam Twiston-Davis will suit him well. And I suspect this might be a plan because he was, one of his best efforts of last season was a Newbury win in good fashion going from the front he saw off solo that day we know he's a pretty useful operator so i'm pinning my hopes on a return to form and he has to return to form and it was only 11 days ago when he ran at ludlow but he is the best handicapped horse in the race potentially and i'm happy to put my faith in matt shepherd and twister
0: okay tony do you have a strong view in this race strong betting view
3: um we're recording this at two o'clock on friday and all the money so far has been gallic geordie um not surprised A betfair sportsbook 92 into 72 um being mirrored on the exchange as well nine pound uh one off a night won this race of a nine, nine pound lower mark last season um trainers two from five in the last uh few days and he was running a good race when when falling two outs at uh, Lingfield last time. And although the winner did go on to win by 10 lengths, he wasn't out of it uh, there when when he came to grief. And it was quite a soft fall. So, yeah, I mean, I can see where the money's come from that. We should mention the uh, ground at Newbury's were pretty much good to soft, but some forecasts are just suggesting 15 mil. There's a band of, rain, uh, band of rain sweeping the whole country on Saturday. So I'm working on the basis of soft ground. And for a horse who likes it really deep, and stays further, that's in Gallic-Geordie's favour as well. So Gallic-Geordie would be my one uh, i go with.
0: Okay, on we go to the two-and-a-half-mile handicap hurdle, Kev. The top of the betting for this, for Harry Skelton, Dan Skelton, obviously. Fifteen to eight favourite Lady Adairs making her seasonal reappearance and into non-mare just mare's company for the first time at five to one second best looking to continue her unbeaten run. Leckensop is in there for Henry Daly deeper waters for him now. Fifteen to two. Uh, This is there's some really nice types in here and I think this will be a race that we come back to form wise was my sort of view on it anyway.
2: Yeah, looking sure at the top of the market of there's a couple of sexy types, as Tony Calvin likes to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming coming out of maidens and novices, um, and you can see why. You know, they they all have scope to improve quite a bit, but um, I, I always find myself drawn to the ones that have come through that the, that are coming from the handicap ranks. And um, sap is is one is one of those. That, well, is the, is the one of those that makes the most appeal to me. Henry Daly um, got handicapped three runs. In, uh, in Maidens Novices and has really taken off since uh, starting off in handicaps uh, off a low hour bar. Um, I, I, I liked that win at Exeter last time quite a bit because it didn't exactly go fully to plan. He didn't do everything right, but he still won with plenty of despair, I thought. Um, look, handicappers had a say and, and given giving them a bit of a whack, but I'd say there's still more to come. And while you're, you're slightly guessing and buying into potential with those at the top of the market, um, we know this fella is, is bowling forward in similar contests, um, albeit less classy than this. And I just wouldn't be surprised if he finds some more improvement and gets um, nicely involved in the finisher.
0: Okay. Uh, Tony, Nina the Terrier is in here 11 to 1. And I'm not jumping off that cliff again. I'm done. <laughs>
3: uh, I've already jumped. Have yeah. Uh... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <Whee>! I've jumped <laughs> to 16s, I've jumped <laughs> to 14s, and the Sportsbook are going in extra place here. And they're offering 11s, so yeah, I think 11s, Nina Terry at four places is. Um, I think she'll be hard to kick out the frame. Um, you know, Kevin mentioned the sexy ones. P Car actually opened up at 11 to two on Thursday. Um, I, I I just have to uh, reinforce. I mean, if you are betting, I know though there can be account closers, but just sit on the markets as soon as they open at the 48 hour stage, you'll get some tremendous prices. So pcar has been backed into. Us as low as 15 to 8 in the sports book so you know that price has flown but Nina the Terrier like I said 11 to 4 places uh, I think the step up and trip will really suit her. Never been out the never been out the first three when uh went over two mile three and above course form figures of one fall two uh, the two was a length beating um in a, in a competitive race over course and distance uh, last April and the fall there was three in the line when when she fell out the last so
1: was that the day she had a really bad ride and she absolutely flew home. Should have won a minute. Was that her?
3: No, I don't think the Largy debut won that quite well. I mean the
1: right okay sorry. Thinking about.
3: But no she score, she scores very highly on on trip um and on a course form. She's very she's not as open to improvement as as Lowe's in here, but she is very, very solid and I think she's a good each way proposition. The ground wouldn't want the ideally wouldn't want the ground to get too soft but she has form on Haylock Soft and Sandown Heavy and they're pretty attritional tracks. So, yeah, uh, Nilo and Terry, each way, 11 to 1, four places, the sports book.
0: Off the cliff, Tony goes, and he's made such a valid case. Now I'm thinking I might go and jump with him. Oh, um, yeah. Go <laughs> on. Dan, over
1: to you for this. I've been derailed slightly. This is, we're talking at exactly 2.12. I've just gone to check on the race again. And at one forty two, the horse I like with the £10 claim, Martello Sky, was confirmed a non-runner but I've got oh. a second a second is that you done as well Kev? no 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 alright okay Um, my second name on the team sheet was Peeking Rose but yeah it was very much second on the team sheet so I might as well pass on to Kev now i found that out oh,
0: already no, been, I've already given my six already been so it's good to know you're <laughs> I, listening. Busy. Come <laughs> on I was too
1: busy discovering whether she was a non-runner
3: I was still reeling <laughs> I'll tell you what but Peking Rose is also entered at Cheltenham on What's Sunday that? so you might oh, have yeah, a no. there
0: there you go all right look on to the mandarin chase uh dan you can go first just so whilst we've got punishment. you still switched on uh last Galen is at the top of the market charlie deutsch venicia williams again this time five to one open looking handicap there's tallow for cole in here for the uh jamie snowden team six to one and i mean like i say very open dan do you have a strong view in this
1: well um
0: ideally that's a runner
1: yeah, I'm going for the, there's a non-runner in this. pemberley has been taken out as well. It's absolute chaos this. Um well there was a, there was a horse I back for the Welsh Grand National. I had three bets in the Welsh Grand National. TC knows two of them were non-runners and the other one Truckers Lodge crept into fourth. Um one of them was Grumpy Charlie and I think it's quite interesting that they come in here instead of Chepstow last week. He's got that really strong defeat of Fernhill last season. I've always had him down as a real staying horse. Even when he was winning over two miles at Chepstow, he was sort of finding ridiculous amounts to win. And he's not been as consistent over fences. And Bangor wasn't very clever first time out, but I reckon that was just a means to an end. He's got into a lesser race, but it's still worth a few quid. And he's unexposed as a stayer. Nice little break to get him back on track following the return. I think he's a very interesting uh, young staying chaser. And I'd be a bit disappointed if he's not... Competing against better horses, and I mean, so so many of these are just completely exposed, aren't they? The likes of LeBroy, Almazar, Gard, Kaluki, Fagan. I mean, Fagan is in the nearly old enough to smoke category, and Grumpy Charlie's only seven. So, Grumpy Charlie for me, please.
0: You're welcome to him at 10 to 1 as well. So, nice, tasty price from Dan. Over to you, TC, for the Mandarin.
3: Um, first thing, it's a sportsbook of five places here. Uh, the money hooks in Shanty Alley. Um, Again, I was watching the markets on Thursday and it, this this horse was 12s, 11s and 10s and Burroughs Diamond, who he finished second to first time up at Weatherby, ran a really good race in a quite a strong race at Doncaster. And the bookmakers just didn't react for about an hour. Uh, they have now and he's into 13 to two, but you can fully see the case for him. Um, like I said, he, was, he went up five pounds for that Weatherby defeat, uh, but they were miles clear of the third. And if you go back and look at his form last season, three mile two form, soft ground form, it was actually rated £7 higher than his revised mark uh, last season when he finished a really good second to time to get up. who went on to win the uh, Midlands Grand National, his next, uh, next start. I think Shanti Alley, I think the gamble might continue and I think he could go off uh, favourite. So I wouldn't bet anybody off him, even though the price is pretty much halved. Shanti Alley.
0: Anti-Ali. Okay, on to the challenger we go, Kev, and over to you for this. Hermes Allen is up at the top of the market, five to six, very short price favourite for this for Paul Nichols. Harry Cobden to win it again. Um, it's a race that sometimes can look like, I always think, a bit of a weak grade one. And in behind him, you, like there's so many types in here that just have that progressive profile and a complete unknowns into the deep end. Essentially, are we taking Hermes Allen on with anything?
2: Um, well, like first and foremost, like it's, it's a great renewal of the race. Like you say, like I think this is one of many races this weekend that has benefited from um, the combination of the ground being a bit quick early and then that that frost spell that knocked out a load of meetings. Like I think we're getting bigger, deeper fields this weekend as a direct result of that. So that's super. And um, look, Hermes Allen, um, short at the top of the market. Look, has the has the sexy profile, um, big price tag. You know, impressive win a Grade Two company, big connections. Um, big talk from Nichols, et cetera. Um, and the style of it sure was lovely. Like he, he made all jump particularly well, like a lovely, efficient jumper. Um, you'd be delighted with him really, but you do have to question the depth of that race at Cheltenham. And um, we, we would have done a bit of it now previewing that race at the time. And, you know, subsequent events haven't really done much for it. You know, the second music drive, you know, who would have been a long way down the Gordon Elliott pecking order. Got kicked out of the way off a mark of 129 in a per qualifier the other day, you know. So you would you wouldn't think it was great to standard in behind him. But look, that's not his fault, but he's a short price as a result. And I think he- he's right he's right to be taken on. And um I'm gonna put the Irish horse, Vanessa, and Joyu Masha, huh. um, Paul Nolan. I think this is a really interesting horse. Um, look promising, came from the point-to-point fields, um, look promising in bumpers, was second the Faso Vega one day before winning one. And there was an awful lot to like about that win at Fairy House last time. Um, now, the, the relevance of it is is questionable, but like it was one division of two. Fasal Vega won the other, and Joyo Machan was like a furlong faster than him, basically. Not quite, but he was a long way faster than him. Um, and look, Joyo like he, he did enough wrong that day. Um, he was out to his left at a few different junctures. And it was only really on the run in that he got rolling, fully rolling. So for me, stepping up and trip um, around a left-handed track, you know, those two things are going to help him. And the fact that Paul Nolan's bringing him over for this is really interesting, really interesting move. Um, and I'm hoping he'll be rewarded for his endeavors. So I think this could be quite a smart horse and uh, we'll find out at Newbury, I reckon.
0: Oh, Big case made for the Irish horse at thirteen to two. T C. Surely this favourite's not one for you. Are you looking elsewhere to take him on, like Cab at the price?
3: No, I, I can't believe that. I'm um, quite believe the, the the levels I'm getting in matched at on the exchange at the moment. I, I'm averaging about two point one eight. If I've got the field running for me here at five to six, I'm I'm very very happy. Um, you know the handicap in one hundred forty two. You'd have to think that's an inflated mark. You know, he got an easy lead at Cheltenham. You know, he's priced on the fact that, you know, Nichols has won this about four times in in recent years. And he was very impressive there and he's unexposed, but so are the rest of this field. I mean, I have lost one of my main contenders when Attica was pulled out just about an hour ago. Uh, But yeah, I'm still happy. Uh, I'm still happy to lay him. I put up, like Kevin... Uh, on my betting Betfair column earlier, I put up Joy and Mashan for the for the run, The reasons he said, I think the step up and triple would suit. Uh, Nolan is very very rare visitor over here outside of Cheltenham and I think this is only his third runner at Newbury. Had um, love, love the way he finished off his race last time. The form of the race is pretty garbage, but uh, you're not just you're not really backing him on just that, that hurdle. Even though the times are right, actually. But you're not just backing him on the hurdle form. Now we're going to have a look at his bumper form. He was second to Fasal Vega, first time up. Won a, won a decent bumper um, afterwards as well. I was going to say Navan there, but I always get that wrong. So I always <laughs> um, yeah, so you're not just backing him on the hurdles form, which is questionable. But like I said, the time was good. We'd step up to two mile forward suit. And, you know, that bumper form is, is, is pretty hot as well. So, yeah, um, hate the favourite. Um, You know, I like the horse, but I hate the price about the favourite. I think it's around about 6 to five on the exchange is laughably short. I mean, I wouldn't even back it at 7 to four. to be honest with you. But no, uh, I'm laying the favourite and I'm backing Joao Machete. And again, you're getting an extra place for the sportsbook if you want to back him each way
0: marvellous okay on we go to the novices limited handicap chase dan uh this is over the two miles six and a half furlongs and bold endeavor who finally got his act together last time out is up at the top of the market at four to one but the fact that he's the favorite shows you how wide open it is with the 10 runners in here uh nothing to ask continues his upward progression for fergal o'brien at five to one and i mean Again, just a really competitive field, as Kevin's touched upon, probably benefiting from recent weeks. But another pretty deep race, this, I thought.
1: Oh, maybe British racing's not actually dying on its ass, as everyone keeps telling us. Um, oh, no, it definitely
0: is. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs>
1: um,
2: who who would have thought that less racing would mean better <laughs> racing? There, there could be a lesson in that, lads. So we'll have to think about that some I'm more. I'm not sure. <laughs> your, He's not such an
3: optimist that he gets two days of decent side spills. He got three days of shite. And he said, oh, we're on the up. We're on the up. Not, To be fair, when you've been
1: working time from last week, I feel like I've been absolutely flogged there have been that many <laughs> up. Um Yeah, there was, lo- there was loads of cash for the horse at Leicester. First start for the stable. Had it won, beating a couple of weak finishes, admittedly, particularly that, that horse of Dan Skelton's who doesn't find anything. Yeah, um, Galloped on strongly, has got more improvement in him, no doubt, but the, he's just priced accordingly, and this is just a really open race. I love these races generally, full of improvers. One who doesn't have a time for MP, and most do, but I've liked his start over offences, Dr. Ken. Really impressed by how he surged to the front at Aintree, and then I thought that was just a good race uh air, only four ran, but the third horse was right in the mix in a race at Kelso yesterday and the winner is just going the right way. And I didn't think Dr. Ken did a right lot wrong at all. He's a strong finisher at the trip. I think going up in distance is no bad thing. And whilst he's had a couple of cracks and a few of these have had just one, I do think he's really interesting.
0: Okay. And TC, it's a race for you to get stuck into surely.
3: No, no, I thought this was very tricky. I'll keep it brief. No. Uh, bold endeavours the one for early money. Um, into falls with the sportsbook, you can see why because it was a stable debut, as Dan said. Um, and he won it well, he's been up nine pounds. But having spoken to Nico de Boinville yesterday, uh, about the Saturday racing, I think they think they've got more than it went up nine pounds for that. And I think they can still be competitive there. And it's quite interesting the horse was also in the dipper at the five day stage, so they were to- they were touring whether to go to this handicap 139, all that, all that grade two so uh they've come here uh yeah i am not having a bet i'm not having a bet.
0: okay are you having a bet in the 135 at warwick over the three miles two? it's the handicap hurdle uh we've got two races to cover from there and langley hundred is 130 favorite tc for philip hobbs one for mama um matt shepherd's charge in there at five to one on farmers gamble dan skelton Tristan Durrell and the Saddle at sixes. They're the top three in the market as things stand on the record. Um, is this a race you've got a strong view in then?
3: Yeah, I've had a decent... This is probably my biggest bet uh, of the weekend so far. Um, yes. One for Mama. Um, it was 12s, 11s and 10s yesterday. And when I did my column this morning and stuck it up, uh, she was... Uh, he was. There's always a temptation to say she for this. Um he was tens uh, with an extra place, so I thought he was an excellent bet. He's now into fives. I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't know what this double-figure price is about. we I mean, ran, ran well, well for a long way at Haydock. got dropped a little bit for that. it has got course form, three-mile-two, heavy grounds. And again, Warwick is soft already and expecting up to 10 mil. Like I said, that rain is just sweeping across all the country on Saturday. So it's going to be probably borderline heavy, which is no... No problem whatsoever. Actually, gagged up on New Year's Day last year on 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 testing ground at Utopsita, uh, just okay. incredibly highly on every level. And like I said, if he's he's not in the first four, I'll be much the poorer.
0: Lordy, Lord Dan, do you concur with those thoughts in this?
3: Two for Mama, please.
0: Ah, yeah. love it. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, I, I I've not seen all these tc's beavering away isn't he at the 40 hour stage seeing all these fancy prices so it's unfortunately it's a bit of a mirage to me but I, I do think this horse is really interesting uh, one other angle to pose first time out last season he didn't run much of a race at all then finished second at haydock he reappeared this time in that same haydock race so that was second start last season and went much closer behind a couple of improvers um I think he's absolutely bob on for this with Ned Fox now claiming seven rather than the three. I do think Sporting Ace is an interesting rival. I think he'll win race off 115. But poor old Neil King, he's had only one winner, I think, in the last six months, and his last three have been pulled up. So maybe save material, no more than that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm massively in the one for Mama camp. Okay, two for Mama, then it is. On
0: to the 210 we go. The three miles again at Warwick, the conditional jockeys veteran handicap chase. And go steady for Dan Skelton, Tristan Durrell in the saddle again at seven to four tops the market. Um, go steady, Dan, is exactly what someone should have told me to do last night in Dublin, and I did not. <laughs> Just disappointing. Yeah,
1: okay, I can tell you. Um, you might still be feeling the effects because you've come to me on a race where I told you didn't have a view, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh no! Oh, VB,
0: VB oh, I have a. Just talk on about nose.
2: one for Mamma again.
0: No, no,
3: Kevin, no, Dan. Two for a mother. <laughs> Over to you, TC. Take it away. <laughs> uh, Midnight Moss opened up at fives on Thursday. It's now into a top price, 15 to four with a sports book. That trips off the tongue, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I can fully see that. A good return. Pull clear of the third, off the same mark. Um just very, very solid. Whether or not you want to be getting involved in just shy 4-1 in a race like this, I'm not so sure, but... If you ask me for a selection, most likely winner, I'd probably go Midnight Moss over the two to one favourite, go steady.
0: Oh, lordy, lord. Okay, right. Let's head over to Lingfield for the all-weather. We've just got one race to cover here. There's the 240, it's the Phillies Handicap, it's a Class 3 and it's over a mile. Uh, I am, believe it or not, at Lingfield tomorrow and I'm currently at a wedding in Ireland, so wish me luck, team, for that. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm just cramming cramming it all in at the moment in my life. Uh, Morgan Ferry for Tom Arquandi's back from Japan. Him and Holly uh, have rides on the card tomorrow and Tom, this is probably what he's here for, really, for the boss William Haggis at three to one, top of the market. Um, well, joint top of the market, market actually with Wadacre Grace as well for the Charlie Mark Johnson team, three to one too. And Kevin, you can take this one because I know you have a view in it.
2: Yeah, never mind Lingfield tomorrow, Vanessa. I'm just hoping you make it through the podcast. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can sense clearly your struggles. You are a great driving. Job. You are driving slowly down Struggle Street, and you're in danger of running out of fuel. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go at one acre grace here. Um, this, this is a real pace map race. Um, low and speed. To my eye very much low speed um drawn 66 six, which isn't perfect but um nothing in life is really perfect so um watacre grace i'm hoping will get to the front um as she did relatively early in the day last time at subtle um control the pace kick off the bend and be tough to pull back because aside from the the positional advantage that i'm hoping she gets um her recent form reads quite well like she she's run two smashers her last two runs um i think this track was suitor. Um, she hasn't raced around here before, but she's loads of experience on all-weather surfaces. And, yeah, one-acre uh, grace to hopefully make all under Franny
3: Arton.
0: Love it. Okay, over to you, TC, for the all-weather.
3: Yeah, I've literally got one line on this. My notes oh, say, pace rings, three to one, only fair, no bit. One acre I don't like the shipping forecast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: running.
0: I like that. I like Excellent. that. The shipping forecast. I used to listen to that to go to sleep. Believe it or not. I listen
1: podcast. to this pod. Do you? <laughs> Very
0: good of you. Um, on to on to Sunday, guys. And I've got an offer for you. We're going to kickstart the new year with the same old offer: bet ten, get ten on racing multiples. We are here for it. Uh, the 120 is the Dipper Chase. It's the Grade Two. Can we up
3: um, the sincerity levels, please? <laughs> <laughs> so insincere. So. so insincere. Come on when you need him.
2: <laughs> hey, big fella. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, big fella. Uh, that, please, I'm the, hotel the back back I'm going to finish 2022 by losing the job I only just got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two miles four and a half furlongs 120 take it away down mom morale up at the top of the market i don't know why you're laughing so bad, <laughs> i don't know why
1: thunder mom morale's at the to- i don't know why mom morale's at the top of the market while using there you that. go i mean i think thunder rock has taken like unbelievably well to chasing two wins two decisive wins he was so good at ascot um after looking in not, not bother but he had to come off it and then before you knew it it was eight and a half lengths clear as solo and absolutely hacking up so I think he's well worth his place at this level and I just still think there are doubts about Mon Morale um yes I know John Bond went on to create another sparkling impression when he won the Henry the Eighth, but I mean, Mon had a nothing season last season and does finish in a well-held second in a three-runner novice where the third was a complete rag. Really go down as cast iron evidence that Mon suddenly back to looking the horse. He was a juvenile herd. Like, I have my doubts anyway. I, th- I think Thunder Rock is a scopia horse. I think he's got a really solid jumping technique. And in my opinion, he should be favourite, not Mon Morale.
0: Okay, well, Thunder Rock, that must be a gift at 15-2. to two. Um... Tony Calvin, do you agree that we're all he taking on Mon speak.
3: Morale? I don't really care, really. It's a 6 runner novices chase. When the ITV <laughs> and the Racing authorities is going to wake up, smell the coffee, and get this crap off terrestrial stuff, <laughs> <laughs> the handicap hurdles and the handicap chases, big fields, either side of it, but top, eight in, you know, top and tailing the, the card, on air instead of this rubbish. Move on. <laughs>
1: What, what, remember okay, the old wow. days when uh, Terrestrial just used to show five or six shelter races? So we'd have the Gold Cup because it was a non-handicapped shoehorn to the back and we can just put the Coral Cup on instead. Oh,
0: okay, well, Tony, well. when we go through the show and you at the top of the show and everyone tells us what races we have a view <laughs> on, what races we don't have a view on, that would have been one for you to say no view. No, 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 I've, anyway,
3: I've got a very strong no view on that. It's my strongest <laughs> view of the day. Why are we talking about it? <laughs> go be better, Kev, be go
0: Kev. this is a race for you this is one of yours yeah holes.
3: yeah
2: yeah i'm thinking mon morale might get thunderstruck by thunder rock i am with dan for exactly the same reasons um what well, one thing at that i've just now i said the same thing about hip man and the proof to be probably wrong but I, i've never been terribly convinced that mon morale wants to be going a huge amount further than two miles um he's being pretty weak um, the two times he's tried mid-range trips and I know there'll be a case there, you know, season later, stronger, bigger, blah, blah, um, more getting up the hill more times, etc. But um, it just would be a little bit of a concern for me. I, I would, to be honest, I fancy Thunder Rock if this had been over two miles, to be brutally honest. And I, I definitely fancy him over two and a half. So Thunder Rock for me. You All said aboard, 15 the, the, the to down, two two I, I nearly
1: fell over. You said 15 to 2, I think. I'm like Jesus, what? But it was only <laughs> 5 to 2 when I double checked. Imagine 15 to
0: 2. All right. You're, you're imagining it. Let's not blame me for that mistake. On we go to the 155. Uh, it could be a good day for the colours. Il Rodoto at the top of the market this handicap. Um, Harry Cobden, Paul Nichols, obviously at 5 to 1. Uh, it's a premier handicap, Tony. And given you a little rant just now, it's plenty competitive. Joint favourites at the top of the market at 5 to 1. Uh, Midnight River and Il Rodoto. Next best stolen silver in there at 7 to 1 for the Sam Thomas yards. So, come on. If you if you hated the last race, you must be liking this.
3: Yep. you got a back Jack mark, 66 to one, each way, five places. Total outside. Absolutely Bloody hell. That be big price. Um, the downside are, obviously, he's run poorly on free starts this season, all over longer trips than this. Um, and his jumping is a little bit iffy, but he's come down seven pounds to a really attractive mark. Um... And like I said, he's, you know, he's he's kind of like, he's, he's his last two victories have been off just slightly lower marks in this. And he finished a very narrow second off the three pound higher mark in this at End in April. So he's come back to a very exploitable mark. The jumping is a problem. And it was when he was fifth um, in a very, very valuable and competitive handicap chase here last January. But Considering he nearly took the last fence home with him there and he jumped stickily for out, he did remarkably well to finish uh, nine lengths of that off a higher mark. And the key to him coming back to form and possibly jumping a little bit better, in which case he would have a very, very strong claim. Well, a lot much better than sixty-sixty one suggests anyway, is the first-time visor. Now Milton Harris is an average three from sixteen with his headgear, but it's worth noting that when he won uh, at Kempton off a two pound lower mark on Boxing Day in 2021, he was wearing first time cheap pieces. So I'm hoping a new set of headgear would bring about that kind of uh, that kind of improvement to form. And I do think uh, a stalking ride with a load of pace in this race is going to suit. And the 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 the, the, uh, the rain that's around uh, at Cheltenham on Saturday, they got 15 mil coming. It's going to turn it soft. So. I think two mile four soft ground patient ride attractive handicap mark first time headgear sixty six to one's a, a huge price.
0: Okay, the rank outsider, um, Kevin. Surely you're taking it to the max in this
3: race.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I am taking it to the max. <laughs> oh, <no way>. <laughs> <laughs> I put I put him up for for a race at Cheltenham there, whatever it was, two weeks ago that ended up getting frosted off. So I got to got to stick with him. Simply the bets. Um,
0: 28 28 to 1. He's,
2: he's a massive price isn't he? Had uh, David Maxwell yeah. um bought him there over the summer and like the, the thing is like a, I know we have a bit of crack with David Maxwell but there's a fair old form case here like like the like the British handicappers given out his his usual um kind of eye catchingly generous treatment here that he has been given these handicap chasers in particular recently he's been dropped eight pounds for you know three pretty solid runs um including his first under the max david maxwell um where he, he was a shade further back than than he often is I was only beaten 12 lengths um, behind Galois, Um, set three pounds lower for that. And the key is he's getting back to the new course. He loves the new course at Jasmine. Um, That was on the old course last time. He's had four spins around the new course. He's won twice, been second twice. Um, he loves it, as they say. And um, David Maxwell, nice straightforward ride. Um, as TC mentioned, there's plenty of pace here, so we don't want to see him get hooked up too badly. But um, hopefully a nice stalking position and um, and he'll be bang there to finish under the max. Could be a big day for the max. He's got a, he's got a, um, he's, he's riding the, what's he called? Dolphin as well after this, this on the same card. So, oh, a big, a big max double. Oh, could it be Vanessa? Big
0: max double. Dan uh, The boys have put up Two pretty big prices Are you looking He'll further
3: down If he has a double Blake <laughs> Oh come on now, Max um,
1: Yeah You could go back To that pod That we did on the 8th of... I just realised I'm wearing earphones Despite the fact They're not plugged in I thought the sound was like... <laughs>
0: oh, I'm doing exactly the same Look I'm doing exactly the same <laughs> it, just, it gives me A more a professional <laughs> look
3: Did you drink a vat of wine Last night as well Dan <laughs> <laughs> No the, the hairdresser's had it I told you that Um <laughs>
1: Uh, on the eight, on the eighth, the as a The eighth <laughs> of um, November, we did the pod, didn't we? Discussing this meeting at Cheltenham, and before it was canned on the on the Saturday, and Kevin and I were both in the simple the bets camp. So I again just what Kev said, pretty much I agree oh, yes. with at that price. But I we went when we did that preview there was a notable non-runner that we're aware of and that was Midnight River and he now gets a crack at this race and I just thought it was unbelievably eye-catching the paddy power. I don't... It's never been an advantage anywhere on ground that isn't bottomless to go right around the outside but he was taken six or seven wide throughout. He still finished with a bit more to give. They swerved the December version which was cancelled anyway. They're going for this and it massively changed the picture mate. for me. As a toss-up, who should be favourite again in this? There's not anti-Nichols is but I just don't think Ivar should be favourite. I think Midnight River should be. He finished ahead of him. He's the strongest stayer, and um, I think he's got a lot going for him. OK,
0: lads, on to the rel keel hurdle we go at Cheltenham. Mary's Rock is the favourite. She's making a seasonal reappearance um, after winning at Puncher's Town. She's 11-4 at the top of the market. TC, you can go first. I like to move it. It's my selection in this at 7-2 next best to follow up from his victory last time. Um, who are you siding with in the rel keel?
3: Um uh, not having a bet. Um, I did think Dashel Drasher was again under underappreciated in the market. The early tens on the sportsbook has gone into eights. And you can see why, look, you know, he's, you know, running really, really well, hurdles and fences. He's actually comes out the the best horse at the weights alongside the uh, you know, the fellow unpenalised brewing up a storm, but no, very tricky race. Uh, no bet for me, but Dashel Drasher's probably nine's on the exchange. That's probably a little bit too big, but it's a really, really trappy race.
0: Okay. Kev, what about you?
3: Yeah, it's the Drasher.
2: Got to be Dashel Drasher. He's overpriced again. And market just doesn't like this horse. So I have no mm-hmm. idea why. Like, he's a model of consistency. Like, he's actually, I know he chops and changes between hurdles and fences, and it's been mostly fences the last couple of years, but he's actually won his last six over hurdles. Um, like he has no problem reverting from one to the other. And like he ran really well in the many clouds, I thought. Like he looked the winner. Um, for quite a long way away, and, and just got out pointed by Noble Yates late on you know that was the longest trip he's tackled and you know coming back to a mid-range trip I'd say we'll him just grand and he's just too big a price he should be shorter than that um, he's definitely my selection um, look this is a this is a lovely race actually very very deep race but um, Dashal Drasher as TC says at these weights makes loads of appeal and hopefully he'll run a big one
0: Okay, well, he's eight to one in the market. Uh, Dan onto the 305, three miles, another handicap hurdle. Jet of Magic, Paul Nichols, four to one at the top of the market. Uh, you didn't have an opinion on the rail keel, and we'll give you a pass on that because you've got to have a strong opinion on this instead.
1: Yeah, having said uh, a couple of Nichols horses, I wouldn't make made favorite, I'd have made Jet Magic an even shorter one for this race. I just think he's running against a load of horses who are going nowhere. Thomas Darby, call me Lord, Dolphin Square, they are what they are, but the, the most couple of them are plodders who want bad ground. He's an up-and-comer. He's had only two starts for the stable. He should have won both of them, but he made a real mess of the second last at Taunton. He's barely had any racing around three miles. He sneaks in perfectly at the foot of the weights as the last one that's on his proper handicap mark and isn't out of the handicap. Yeah, I think he should be a short-price favourite. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's heading towards nine to four-ish on the off
0: Okay, well he's four to one now, so you take that about him then. Um Kev, strong opinion in this?
2: A Buffalo soldier for me, Vanessa. Um thought he really oh. enjoyed the, the step up the three miles last time. Thought he won snug enough now. For me, he looked to be getting a bit idle up the run in. Um, the whole world wanted, wanted the King's horse to win, but for me, a Buffalo soldier won quite snugly. Um, Six pounds higher should be manageable. Um, no reason why the track shouldn't be okay. Um, as Dan mentioned, there's plenty of um, old codgers in here, Vanessa. And uh, this yeah. fella, along along with Dan's selection, is, um, <laughs> is um, progressive. And uh, no, I think yeah, he could well come forward again. <laughs>
0: I'm just sad that you haven't gone for Dolphin Square, but anyway, whatever. But I might uh, be pushing
3: it the tip choice in the one part. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past
0: you. wouldn't put it past you. Uh,
3: what about you, TC? Probably be too knackered after the first ride to even raise a gap. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, is this is a possibility. You're <laughs> a forgiving sort. Um, Bridge North is probably overpriced at double figures. The uh, sportsbook are actually lowest at tens and... He's as big as 14s elsewhere. He's actually smashed up at Sandown last time, and he ran no kind of race. It was I a like steward's yeah. report into it, and the trainer's rep said uh, didn't like the soft ground, which is quite curious for a horse that's a dual soft ground winner. But um, I'll give any horse a pass when it gets testing at Sandown. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're a giving sort, you know, this, um, you know that that double figure prices are very big about that because he was really heavy back last time, and also he does have his stamina proof, and he's you know he's, he's runs over three miles have been a bit underwhelming, but all his family are all three miles three mm. mile winners and stayers, and he really should appreciate it. and he didn't run that badly in the grade one at Aintree, um in conjunction with his handicap mark. so yeah, um, I don't know if I'm gonna have a bet in it, but if I'm going to, it will be Bridge north at a double figure price.
0: Okay, well, we'll stick with you, TC, as we head up to Musselboro for a couple of races, starting mm. with the 135, which is the Handicap Chase, Manella Drama at the top of the market there. Uh, this Kevin has decided not to get engaged in Musselboro, but he's given us plenty already. So we're giving him a pass here. Uh, so it's just TC and Dan to cover these races. Yeah. Um, the Handicap Hurdle, as I say, Manella Drama. Oh, we haven't got prices for these.
3: Yeah, that's oh, right. I've just realised. We can work on. around it. We can give, give Guy prices.
0: You hate giving guy prices.
3: No, I see? don't. I think every I think every tipster should give a guy price. Okay, go for it then. actual the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, i have not happy in the first race, and we have got we have got some prices around. <laughs> some bookmakers have priced up. I thought Gold to was quite interesting, but the more I looked, the more I worried about the stamina concerns. Uh, he's about a seven to one chance. He was actually running running a good race in this race last year, but I think the gauge was coming on empty when he unseated two out. Um, so yeah, if it was even though he's a point to point where he's got two mile five 4 in Ireland. Uh, I'm a bit worried about the stamina for Gold Debra. There's rain around in Scotland as well, so it might be might be soft up there as well to add to the stamina concerns. So I was leaning for Gold Debra, but like I said, the trip just put me off in the final analysis.
0: Okay, what about
1: you, Dan? I'm going to channel my inner Kevin Blake in this, actually, because I do think our old angle of the, the classiest horse in the race, just being too good for them, is very valid in this. If this guy prices, I'd be thinking Manila Drama should be threes, maybe seven to two for this handicap. He's he's not a very straightforward horse, no doubt about that. I'm not saying he's especially likeable, but he was a dual winner in in better company than this last season. His chasing debut win was off 1-4-3. He's only one four five now. And later in the season, he was running in, in graded novices quite a lot. So no chance with Hitman. Probably just having a bit of a skip out that day as well. And on his reappearance at Carlisle, he ran fine behind Bowport when he probably did a bit too much in front. These are easily the weakest opposition he's come up against since he went chasing.
0: Okay. Valid points. Let's move on to the 2.45, Dan. You can stay that away as well. The Handicap chase, two miles four for longs. The old re- Reiki, what does that mean?
1: Um, I'm not sure what it is, but they're reversed. The old Reiki is the one we've done. We're on the Hogma- The Fitzdaith's Hogmanay's the 2.45. I don't know why I've just said another bookmaker's name. Sorry about that. The Hogmanay's at 2.45. Um,
0: <laughs> well, that's to be fair. I can't be I can't blamed for that. That's on my running order. That way around. Yeah, it's
1: okay. So we, 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 a disaster reverted. We sorted it. Um, and public <laughs> must have really strong form claims. He was he was dead good first time out. In, in sort of in keeping with the stable, just being a different operation this time around. He beat two friendly and others in good fashion. Surged to the front. He then went to Sandown. He ran behind Love Envoy, who was a graded horse in a handicap. The second playful saint won by half the track at Leicester the other day, and he just stuck to his task down the outside. I thought he ran a smashing race. This is considerably less a company. Again, guide price with him, probably be happy to back him at seven to two plus, And I've not seen a guide price so we'll work from that, if you will. Hon
3: public. Uh, the, there's the only price the firm to price this up uh, so far, making a nine to two shot. I agree that's big. Uh, they're not the most reliable, uh, that firm, but they also make Rev 12 to 1, which, consider I ru- I've already written my copy for Sunday, I haven't filed it yet, I'll file, file it on Saturday morning. I made Rev a bet at 7 to 1 or bigger, so if it's anything like that, 12 to 1, when the Sportsbook open that Rev's an enormous price. He was second in this race two years ago, a head second off a 13 pound, a 12 pound high mark, um, and Dan will probably, hopefully, will back me up here. I mean, a strict reading of Waderev's last two runs behind Dashel Dresser at Aintree, and that 20, 20 lengths, uh, you know, fourth in the um, in the fighting fifth, making ridiculously well handicap of one hundred and thirty three. I mean, if he wasn't, it's age discrimination, isn't it? I mean, if he wasn't eleven, they'd have, they'd have chucked him up a few uh, a few pounds for those runs. Um, I do
1: believe. He, I know he's not your sort of thing, but I was told yesterday when at Kelso that. I think the owner really fancy him. I think they do think he's got a smashing
3: chance. Well, honestly, um, noisy, but he's got a form in the race. His Trevor starts at the track are very good. The mark of 133 is a bit of a gift given his fall behind grade one horses on his last two starts. Um, no, no, I'm happy to back him at seven to one or bigger. I mean, that 12 to one, you know, I don't know what they're up to.
0: Okay. Well, now we've just got one race. We've brought through all these races, and we've got one race from Ireland. Tremor for the Savills New Year's Day, Chase, two miles, six furlongs. Um, Kevin... You bringing you back in here for the Irish actions, thatler at the top of the market, even money favorite for the Willie Mullins team. Manila Indo 6 to 4, better next best. It's a fascinating little renewal. Carlos Emery is in there 9 to 1, El Barra 10 to 1. And um, the top two in the market make it, I thought, really interesting. It might not be the deepest race, but it's interesting.
2: It's a proper race, Vanessa. Uh, delighted for Tremor, they're, they're a big race of the year. Um, they've had Alboom Photo win the last four of them, and they've got a right race here, don't they? Um, Manila Indo you know, Gold Cup. <laughs> Oh yeah, Minelind former Gold Cup winner, second in it last year under a under a particularly bad ride, <laughs> I thought. Um, you know, hit the front really far out for a horse that idles. Um, I'd say I'm hoping a lot of his ability is still there. Um, and he receives eight pounds from the younger Sattler, who won what was um, quite possibly the dullest race in the history of yeah, the Chelsea Festival. True. Um, sure. incredibly dull race to national chase last year but he but he won it well he beat run run wildfred um who who's uh, you know a, was a good smart horse himself um just in incredibly dull fashion um and i i, I would have been putting him up as an interesting outsider for the gold cup um, this season, Statler um at the prices. And a really interesting test for him. He's got to give eight pounds to a Gold Cup winner. Um, you know, we have to take their state of readiness, etc., on trust. It's both their seasonal the reappearances. But I have to say, I'm surprised that it was it's priced the way it is. You know, geez, I would have been putting Manila in five anyway. And um, if you know he's considered to be bad, he needed the run and drifts late on, so be it. But Jesus, he's, he's tempting there. If you're the type of fella that's happy to take a chance on race fitness, et cetera, um, got him being second five to start there, receiving eight pounds. Uh, ooh, that's an interesting one, Vanessa. So can't wait to see this accident, Tremor. Um, lovely track to go to if you haven't been there. You can go down to the beach afterwards. Lovely. Looking forward to it. That's Tremore, right? <laughs> <laughs> lovely.
0: Do you see that I hear you sort of grumbling it? And- DC, did I hear you kind of grumbling in agreement there? Uh, uh, read the prices and the uh, point um, uh,
3: Kevin's made. It's just a Willie factor, isn't it? It makes, makes Statler an even money chance in, the, in his current form. I mean, if you think the 6.4 me, I mean, I've just looked on the exchange and Miller Endo's 2.64 there already. So it doesn't make any sense on ratings, but, you know, state of readiness will t- tell all. And I mean, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be the biggest surprise if Willie's other horse, us Emery, um beat them all and he's about a nine to one chance but uh not my kind of race because you're just betting on fitness and you're guessing I'm a pure as a pure guess as well
0: okay well what we're not guessing on is our naps tony so it's naps time now We've got to the end of the show uh who is your nap for this coming two days of action on- Nice. Hopefully he'll
3: drift out a little bit from his, from his current price of, of five to one. But I think one for Mama has got so much going for him. Uh, he has to be my selection. Will it be two for Mama, Dan? <laughs> Go on, Dan. Join forces with me. Be, be like Felder and Louise off that cliff. Come on. I'm going to be
1: there, so I'll give it an extra loud shout as well for you, Tony, as it's approaching the line. But I'll be back in it anyway, and I can spread the love a bit. So I'll go Jet of Magic in the Staying Handicap hurdle at Cheltenham on Sunday, please. Okay,
0: I'm doing Uh, I Like to Move It in the Relkeel hurdle. And Kevin, who's in that?
2: And I'll go for Joyo Machin in the Challow hurdle.
0: Brilliant. Okay. Well, look, lads, that our boss Barry All will be delighted to hear that that wraps up the show finally with some dodgy Wi Fi connection and a croaky voice from the presenter. But, <laughs> thank you.
1: And, and the rest. <laughs> I'm estate going to stay agent. I've seen every room and, in the house. There's <laughs> <laughs> <to> the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in a, the
0: second, second bedroom, Dan. Second bedroom. Oh, okay. um, you guys are pleased to know that it's currently. Uh 259 and I'm at a hotel in Ireland and the wedding starts at three o'clock and I look like this.
2: <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> so your we'll wedding, be, is we'll, it?
0: So that wraps it up on this week's episode of Racing Only Better. Do not forget to gamble responsibly, have a happy new year, and wait and tune in for Wade in next week with the usual gang we'll be back to bring in 2023 with some cheer but for now thank you very much for listening have a good weekend